You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. I am Iron Man. My name is Alyssa, and we are... Spectre Radio. Oh, what are you doing? You have a big spoiler. You're not the big spoiler. Tony, don't be jealous. Oh, it's uh, subtle. You know, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, it's called being a badass. Thank you, Iron Man and Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. Oh, it's good to be back. The notary's here. Front and center. I'm sorry, he's very eccentric. I want one. No. If you can make God bleed, people will cease to believe in him. They will be clawed in the water. And the sharks will come. is to get the Iron Man weapon turned over to the people of the United States of America. Well, you can forget it. I am Iron Man. The suit and I are one. To turn over the Iron Man suit would be to turn over myself, which is tantamount to indentured servitude or prostitution, depending on what state you're in. You can't have it. Look, I'm no expert. In prostitution? Of course not. You're a senator. Come on. But we are an expert, however, in podcasts. Welcome back, uh, everyone, to Spectre Radio. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, How are we doing that. this week, guys? Uh, <laughs> are we experts? Be a loose turn. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cute, guys. Good job. Yeah, no, Very welcome. Funny. Welcome back to Spectre Radio. We are kicking off tonight with Iron Man numero dos. In Spanish, that means number two. <laughs> what is happening? I don't Thank know. You for the I, translation get silly. <laughs> I get silly at this hour, so you are welcome. But again, That's thank you Wyatt for joining us. Seven. <laughs> yes, me. Oh, it's almost oh seven, gosh. so it's about to get weird. But again, <laughs> thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, I'm holding my breath for tonight, guys. <laughs> Andrew, give us that movie recap we've been begging for. Oh, gosh. After announcing to the world he's Iron Man, Tony Stark has been busy. Protecting America, stabilizing relations around the world, he's more popular than ever as Iron Man. But as Tony Stark, he's having a tough time. The arc reactor is poisoning him. The government wants him to turn over his suit. As a dead man walking, he lets Rhodey take a suit to the government. He turns Pepper into the CEO and he starts giving away all of his stuff. 
As if that wasn't enough, a man called Ivan Vanko has vowed revenge on the Stark name, after Howard Stark had ruined Ivan's father's life. So now he builds his own suit, powered by an arc reactor tech and attacks Tony. As things continue to spiral out of control, S.H.I.E.L.D. takes notice. Fury sends Agent Romanoff undercover to keep an eye on Stark. Fury tells Stark that there's an element that his father Howard once discovered that could be a viable replacement for the one in the arc reactor and could keep him alive instead of kill him. But now Vanko has an army of drones using Stark tech and tries to kill Stark again. Tony has to pull himself together and regain the trust of his friends who he's been pushing away in order to survive this. Awesome, Andrew. That was always amazing, as always. <laughs> so we're going to keep the party going with our next segment, Behind the Arc Reactor 2.0. <laughs> hmm. 2.0, almost 3.0. <laughs> yes, 2.0 for Iron Man 2, The Reckoning. As my dad says, like anytime there's a sequel, he adds The Reckoning to the end of it. Gosh. Like Home Alone 2, The Reckoning. And you're like, it's a child. What are you talking about? What if there was a movie called The Reckoning and they had a sequel, but he called it The Reckoning 2? The, the Reckoning, Reckoning 2, Squared. The Reckoning. He would totally do that. I'm sure there is a movie called that. Already. I'm pretty sure that there is, but. Yeah, I feel like that's. Or a video it. game or something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, as always, I have a laundry list of behind the scenes nuggets. Um, so I think I will start with all of the fun Disney like call outs from this movie. So, you know, Howard Stark, the original Walt Disney, if you will. <laughs> um, so the layout of many of the buildings of the Stark Expo of 1974 were based on the 1964-65 New, New York World's Fair. In the Expo promo film outtake shown in the movie, young Tony Stark picks up the Bell System Pavilion. So there you go. There's like a little nugget. There's a couple others. Mm. Um, Howard Stark's presentation of his idea for a futuristic city is heavily influenced by Walt Disney's Epcot Center um, and accompanying Florida project. The 3D map of the city closely mimics Epcot's and the posters behind Stark are from the World's Fair in which Disney had a great influence, like Stark may also have been. In addition, one of the very few real-life 1964 World's Fair buildings included in the Stark Expo is a replica of the General Electric Pavilion, which oh. famously featured one of my favorite Disney attractions that many people love to hate, called the Disney Carousel of Progress. Anybody know that? It's one of my oh favorites. My God. Yeah, that's the best ride to kind of relax eat a hot dog eat a hot dog in the dark, dog. <laughs> in the, in the dark. sneak it in your backpack because you're not allowed to have food sit down eat your hot it's, dog it's air conditioned it's, it's air conditioned it's I mean, every rain of sneaking food in there yep you have a you have a good chance of never watching the same wait. scene three times yep never really right exactly um so yeah i think that's funny and so just so you know that actually premiered like at the world's fair mm -hmm. that's right. where disney premiered yeah. it um, and so there is like another little call out to it in the film. Um, so obviously we get um, great, big, beautiful tomorrow in the carousel of progress, but Richard Sherman contributed to the song, make way for tomorrow today in the movie, a song similar to great, big, beautiful tomorrow, which Richard oh. and his brother, Robert Sherman composed for the carousel of progress. And they also wrote all the music for Mary Poppins and a bunch of other stuff. 
and they had a very famous and very public falling out. So they don't, well, I think they both passed away now, but they don't do, or they didn't do music together after that. So that would make sense why it was Richard and not Richard and Robert. Hmm. Um, one more thing I'll say really quick, and then I'll stop on the Disney Express. There are um, Disney Easter eggs in the map locations on the monitors in the shield headquarters at the end of the film that correspond to characters in events from the, the Marvel comics. So like the location in Africa is a reference to Black Panther. Other oh. locations refer to Thor, Captain America, Hulk, and the others. Wow. Um, mine kind of piggybacks off hers a little. Um, one of mine was about, you know, the whole great big beautiful tomorrow and the world fair. If you, um, when he's quote unquote rediscovering um, a new element, which is, you know, vibranium and he like shrinks it down. It looks exactly like the ball from Epcot, the giant ball from Epcot. Oh, it does. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I was just like, I w- I'm like, oh. was that intentional or was I that? Bet. So, so that one, that one was mine. Disney planned all of this because now they own it all, right? Oh, uh, they had to. Can own we all. just say that? <laughs> <laughs> We're on to you, Disney. And then my my other one was you remember in uh, the press conference that White and I just quoted on the way into this uh, podcast when he's like. I don't want a job, but uh, if you ask nicely, I'll take Secretary of Defense. In the comics, he actually became the Secretary <laughs> yes, of Defense. That was a little yes, nod to that. Exactly. I oh. saw that. So that was kind of funny. That's cool. Uh, one of mine that I found that Terrence Howard priced himself out. So I Terrence Howard was the original Rhodey in the first movie. You know, we got, we got a different actor for the second movie. So Don Cheadle. 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 So he replaced Terrence Howard as War Machine Rhodes for Iron Man 2, surprising audiences. As some like the character in the first movie, apparently Howard's price tag was how, was higher than his acting abilities could support. That's interesting because I read something different. Yeah, really? the, there's the two stories are like yeah. well overplayed. There's a story media. that Favreau didn't get along with him and that they had actually asked him to accept a pay cut to come back. And he was like, hell no. I think he was paid more than Robert Downey Jr. in the first movie. What? So, that's what yeah. I read. I find that really hard to believe. That's crazy. I, re- I read that in the same article that said what Alyssa just said. Um, and I've also read that um, they wanted to pay Robert Downey Jr. more as the main character. Um, but surely there was enough money in the budget to pay them both just fine. Guess not. Um, so some people say that it was Terrence Howard's fault. Some people say it's John Favreau's fault. Some people said oh, it right, was Andrew, Robert Downey sorry. Jr.'s fault. It says Howard had been the first actor cast for Iron Man, so he was paid the most. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. insane. Uh, he had like five minutes on the screen in that first film. <laughs> for or real. that's how it felt. That's wild. So, sorry, Wyatt. I just had no, to rebut no, your that's, point. No, that's fine. You guys pretty much finished off that behind the scene. That, that, <laughs> that one that I had. Like um, if you, it depends on like even in my family, depending on which uncle you ask, they they're sure it's so one way funny. and not the other. They're like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. screwed uh, Terrence Howard out of it, and like some oh articles gosh. that say that Robert Downey Jr. had nothing to do with the process. So you just uh, we weren't there. We don't know. And I'm totally bringing this up at the next family party. By the way, oh, oh stir the pot. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just um, gonna say I have two more. Do you have any others? I've got I've got one more. Do it. Um, so, you know, we know we, that we love Samuel Jackson. You know, he almost wasn't in this. What? Nick, Nick Fury was almost not in Iron Man 2. He's like the glue that brings the comedy in this film. 
Right. So in addition to Howard's ousting from the sequel, Samuel Jackson almost didn't make it into Iron Man 2. So similar to Howard's situation, Jackson and Marvel went head-to-head over how much money Jackson should get for his role, super, uh, for his role super spy Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. As Jackson told LA Times in 2009, there seems to be an economy crisis in the Marvel Comics world. At one point, negotiations broke out between the two, Rumor has it the money issues arose after Robert Downey Jr. began asking for more once the sequels started becoming a reality, which is why pay became an issue for everyone else. Luckily, things worked out. So I read something, and I don't think this is true because this seems insulting, but he was only paid $250,000 for this movie. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah, I don't don't know. That's not a lot. No. Especially when your budget for a movie is in the hundreds of millions. And also just imagine how long this man had to sit in a makeup chair to get that eye patch (laughs) attached to his face Mm -hmm. and the scars and stuff. That probably took at least an hour. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Um, So I have another point that's kind of Disney-ish, but I was thinking this is more like George Lucas 2.0. Um, John Favreau had a lot oh, no. of friction with the Marvel higher ups due to their constant interve- inter- intervention. Sorry, excuse oh, me. I saw, I've read to the too. point that they were having him rewrite the script as the film was still shooting. In particular, elements such as the increased prominence of the Shield subplot were the result of a need to establish the greater MCU in preparation for Avengers Assemble in 2012 at the expense of the coherence of the film's own freaking plot. These disputes this... got so bad that Favreau turned down directing Iron Man 3! What? Mm-hmm. That's why it wasn't as good as it was. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's why. That's Not why. that it was a, the third so, installment. <laughs> so what you're saying is hey. that they basically did this to Andrew's this movie. Andrew's like, hey! <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is good, Return of the Jedi that's is good. That's different, and, the and you movie. know it. That is a How trilogy. Is that is a trilogy. There are meant to be three episodes, right? Yeah, this, this is, is Iron Man. We're talking about a third movie, hence a trilogy. It's not the same concept. Star Wars is always a trilo- trilogy. Marvel has many iterations of different, you know, characters, but no, no. So no, what you're- There's a Thor trilogy, there's an Iron Man trilogy, and there's a Captain America right, trilogy. but it's not- It's a trilogy because there are three films, not because I they guess. the plot goes together. I guess. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Anyway. I sense a, a Star Wars plot, kind of what they did with uh, with Solo, where they had to essentially rewrite it halfway in because well, they were rewriting it way late. Well, we were, rewriting it. <laughs> they were doing it because of the bad acting. That's why they because they couldn't. Well, not even that. They couldn't hold on to directors. They went. Yeah, they went through four directors. It wasn't like the acting wasn't really that bad. Like a lot of people say that Harrison Ford said he did a fine job. He didn't say he did a great job, but he said he did a fine job. But the kid needed acting lessons halfway through. Right, uh, exactly. Well, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, the last one I have, and then we'll move on, is this is a really fun one. When brainstorming the location for the scene when Nick Fury meets a hungover Tony Stark eating donuts, <laughs> John Favreau wanted something that was distinctly L.A. as Stark is the first on-screen Marvel superhero on the West Coast. Favreau was figuring out where a character like Stark would visit after being hungover from partying all night and figured Randy's Donuts, the 24-hour L.A. donut shop with the giant landmark donut on the top, was perfect. Favreau was relieved that Stark wasn't going to be on a giant sign belonging to a national chain restaurant. 
When meeting with the shop owner who liked the idea, the owner initially suggested that Stark fly through the donut. <laughs> I had a feeling they would have either picked the donut or the, the Hollywood sign. But the Hollywood oh, sign would have been, been so... way more expensive, I bet. And but that's been done by almost every movie that's based in Hollywood. This mm, is very true. Sure. No, but I like how they just have him kind of just sitting on there, you know, hung over as crap. Yes. Just... Sir, I need you to exit the donut. And then you and get then that you get... line. <laughs> yes. Sir, so get funny. down from the W. It, it it doesn't it doesn't go as well. Mm. Right, as exactly. Well. Yeah. Moving on to our next topic of what if. Okay, so I'm gonna set the tone here. Oh, mine, so, is, mine is so bad. You guys are going to be so disappointed. Okay, then I don't feel so bad. Then. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a sequel. Like, what can what can you do? I'm saying. So in this movie, we get Agent Romanoff, you know, yes. in, in this movie. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. So my question is, what if she wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D.? What if she was Hydra? Ooh. Obviously... Well, Pepper doesn't know that she's Hydra. You know, she kind of just works her way in through legal and, and all, all through that way. But what if she came undercover as Hydra? Yeah. Um, dang. And they were low-key, one and the same at that point. Like, a lot of the agendas they had, some of them were the same as S.H.I.E.L.D.'s. Like, I don't know. World domination. Yeah, well, <laughs> I said some. Um yeah, a lot of the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in this movie um, gave me, like, one world, one people vibes. Andrew, did you catch that? Like, Not from really. Falcon and the Winter Winter Soldier? Like, it was giving me I know what you're, that you know. kind of vibe. If you know what I'm saying. I, w- I didn't really I know have Wyatt that hasn't kind of seen vibe. the show, so he doesn't know no, what you're talking about. No, you, you, you can talk about it. I, don't care. I know, I am. But <laughs> I was like, I was asking Andrew because you haven't seen it. <laughs> I got more of a vibe that uh, obviously they knew a lot more about the world than everyone else did. And like the fact that they were able to like overwrite Stark protocols like already and yeah, like yeah, were basically yeah. just introduced to S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of cool. Um, I kind of got the vibes like how much do they know and how much about these other, you know, when he's like, I got more to worry about in the Southwest region than, than you. Well, that's like, how much does he know about that? Like, does he know that that's an alien? Yeah. Like what, like, uh, cause yeah, at yeah, the time yeah. you're like, what does he know? I didn't really get one world, one people kind of thing. I don't, I don't, uh, if you, if you expand on it, maybe I'll, I'll kind yeah, of. Yeah. I'll have to look back in my notes. Cause I wrote it down of where I got that, that feeling. Cause it's in between notes of like two other things. Oh, okay. of, uh, after I wrote about the, the dancers. <laughs> So it was after that scene where Tony's like in the suit within the suit oh. and with the dancers behind him. And I went, it, it remi- oh, that reminded me of his father's expo back in uh, during the World War Two during. Um, Captain yes. America. Yes. I got that same vibe. Yeah, exactly. I think but it was something in the in dialogue the after that scene or during that scene where I put in my notes. This sounds like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One world, one people type shit is <laughs> what I wrote down. But. Yeah, I don't know if I can oh, picture oh, her. Oh, it um, wasn't Shield. It was um, when he's talking to Pepper, or, or not even necessarily Pepper, but I think he was on stage. Oh, yes, about when he was on stage together. talking about world peace, and I've brought world peace. That's what it was. Yes, thank you. Oh my God, that was. And it was bo- he was letting me. all countries like present their ideas in the world, the world thing, um, the the Stark Expo. I almost called it the World Fair, <laughs> the Stark Expo. <laughs> 
um, which I, th I think it was supposed to be like the one his father had because they said they hadn't had one since the 70s. So he like yeah. he was kind of bringing it back. I, right. I, I can kind of understand where you see it now. I mean, I kind of think it would be a great idea to do now if people could be, you know, friggin' trusted. Um, right, I would but they think can't, that that which thing is why we have the rules and regulations we have. But yeah, Sadly, it, it gave yeah. me that vibe. So thank you for I can, I can see helping that. me unpack where I came up, came up with that. But yeah. back to your what if, Wyatt. Sorry, we went down a rabbit hole real fast. As we do. Um, yeah. As we totally do. Um, yeah, I don't know if I see her doing that i i think my whole thing with her is like we still don't have her like whole story and we're supposed to be getting it in july mm -hmm. so i'm looking forward to that but based on the knowledge that i have of how spoiler alert that she dies hmm. i don't see that as like a plausibility just in general but to play along with your what if i think she's cunning enough that it's possible that she could you know in theory work for the bad guys and manipulate her way in um and she seems to not only have the physical you know wherewithal to hold her own she has that mental quippiness that she can even handle tony stark in a conversation better than anybody can <laughs> right like, wow, so got him. it I would could, be interesting yeah. to see her as a bad guy i could I see it I, I can agree with that. I the only the only way that I could like see that happening is that we know Hydra has at least some Russian connections. Right. There's a reason that Bucky's called the Winter Soldier and not say the Nazi soldier. Right. Because um, right. the Russians had him and it was like in Russia where they were developing those other ones and she's Russian. So that would be the only way I could see that if they you know, got to her school of little girl assassins when she was young, you know, um, <laughs> that, that would be the way I could see that. That would be, um, interesting if like, I mean, I, again, I know I said that Hydra and shield were technically like one company, just shield didn't know that Hydra was part of it. It would be really cool if like in, in like a Marvel's what if they, they have that and like, you know, Hydra's trying to, you know, little low key, put their will in little by little, even more, and like trying to influence like Stark because he's like you know the most powerful tech guy out there, that yeah. would be really cool. I don't know. I I don't know how that would go though. I think it I would. Feel... I think it would be too early for them to do any Hydra stuff when they've really only done Iron Man and Iron Man so far in the Marvel universe. Right. The only plausible way I could see her working as Hydra is just infiltrating Stark Industries. So, like, she's obviously, you know, a legal secretary, so she knows the legality of the company. Yeah. So I could see her, like, you know, discovering the patents for the weapons or for his arc reactor and, you know, bringing that back to Hydra. Okay. And kind of having that. So that's kind of where I was going with, with, with the question. Okay. You know, but, but still being undercover and still kind of getting under Tony's skin. You know, That would be like, a great what-if movie for sure. Because then you know, they would have new technologies that they didn't have before. Right. They would bring up things differently in the timeline. That'd be pretty cool. So Andrew already brought this point up. And I was like, I hope none of them bring this up so I can sound really smart. And then he he brought it up. Um, but I was like, it's fine. It's from the internet. It's not a smart thing. It's just a Google <laughs> thing. Um, so when Tony is first talking with Senator Stern... He says mm -hmm. he would accept the position of Secretary of Defense. And in the comics, he was appointed. So what if we got that in the films? What 
would that be like? I wouldn't want it in this film, but I would want it in the future because he's he deals with there's a lot in this movie. Like A, he's dying. B, there's so many plots. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, there are too many plots in this lot. movie. If they put and that in there, it would be too I feel much. like they didn't give enough like context to some of it. Like I was just thinking about this when I did my notes. I was like, did we ever get introduced to Happy? They were just like, here, this is Happy. That's it. Like, not like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't even, I don't, I don't even know if they called him Happy in the first movie. I really don't I think remember they if they did called him that. Once, like, once, like at the end. And like but all of a sudden, you it's don't thrust in understand there that, gets... that it's his name. Mm-hmm. You just think somebody's saying the word. Yeah, and he actually gets speaking lines in this one. I think he got like two last time. He's like, "She's cute. She's all right." Um, I think that was what he said in the first movie. And, yeah, you know, right. He, you know, sleeps with that girl. But so all of a sudden, we get you know more with him. So that was kind of that was kind of weird. I and then they don't talk about that that element is vibranium. There's a lot of things about this movie that they don't actually yeah, talk they about. Don't, they don't you bring have, up. That, you have to guess that. I don't think they. I don't think they ever brought it up in any of the movies either. No. Like he never goes. Oh, vibranium! It's here. It's keeping me alive. Nope. So also, uh, really hard to make. You know, a new element. So that's really interesting that he did that item. Um, that they both did it. Yeah. Like well, what? he Howard couldn't make it. He said he was limited. No, by no. I mean, I mean, whiplash. He didn't make vibranium. He just. He, he, he had the little thing that did the same thing though. He has an arc reactor, but it's not keeping him alive. He doesn't no, need no. to have it in him 24-7. No, I know. But didn't he make the same thing? Mm-mm. No, what did he, he make was... with the little magnet thing then? He made an arc reactor probably with palladium. That's how he knew that there was palladium oh, in there. okay, okay, okay. Um, so... It looked like the same machinery though, so that's confusing. I don't yeah, know. It, again, there are a lot of things they don't talk about in this movie. The, sci- but... the actual science of science fiction is never my strong suit. <laughs> it's, Yeah. 88 I, miles an hour. That's I would, about it. I would like to, yeah. Um, I would like to see him be secretary of defense. Like. I mean, he has the votes. He has the influence, the money. I, the I'd power like to see it like it after possible. Iron Man three, but so, which is like shortly after Iron the Man first four. Avengers movie. So <laughs> yeah, Man. something like that. Like, cause he kind of seems like a consultant around the civil war um, movie. So It'd be cool if he was like secretary of defense at some point, but obviously won't ever get that now that he's, yeah. you know. Well, at, at the end of this movie, we get him as a consultant for S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, he's yeah. not part of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he's their consultant. We so. do not grant you the rank of master. <laughs> he's he's kind of like, like Batman and a lot of the adaptations for Justice League. He's only ever like a part-timer or a consultant, you know, because he's like, I got Gotham to worry about. And there's a lot of crazy bad guys. He goes, if you need me, like call me, but... I'm not coming to a lot of these board meetings. I got, I got Gotham. So that's kind of what this reminded me of. Um, that's a really good question. I actually like that question a lot. I, I wouldn't say that that's a question. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's not a good question at all. That's, no, I think no, it's a great no. question. You, you hyped it up like it was going to be so bad. I just literally couldn't think of anything. And when I read that fun fact, I was like, oh, what if that was like part of the films? Now I'm worried that might not be, might not be that good. No, if, we're you, all, if you thought we're that was We're all doubting it. Oh, let's see. Um, mine is what if he made more than just that little piece of vibranium that he stuck in himself what if he made more vibranium than that if if he was able to do it in an afternoon so So he turned yeah go ahead Wyatt no I have a question based on that question okay so obviously vibranium runs you know him and you know then whatever suit he 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 wears Mm -hmm. and then palladium or whatever the other element is runs all the other suits correct 
So, so like, how does how does so Rudy... the arc reactor that's in Tony is inside Tony? It's right. literally it's. So remember in the first movie they had an electromagnet to attach to a car battery when he was in the cave, uh-huh. and that was keeping um, the, the shrapnel away from his heart. Yeah, that's basically what he just developed something that wasn't attached to wires, and he put it in himself in the first movie. And palladium is doing that, but it's also killing him. Right. Vibranium isn't doing that. And then in the third movie, he just gets surgery and he gets it taken out completely. So the only arc reactor that he needs is in the suit, not in his heart. So what's powering the Mark II suit or the Mark IV suit that Rhodey takes? Uh, Rhodey has an arc reactor powered by palladium, but it's not inside his body close to his heart it's in the suit oh so it's part of it okay okay it's part of the suit i think i saw that that was my question i know it's a little it's a little confusing no it's this just the science of science fiction that just never makes the most sense you you literally just said that too i know that's i'm i'm repeating myself on purpose i'm just (laughs) saying like um why we question physics that doesn't exist in this movie well yeah they totally i mean like but they don't i understand that he had to make it to like you know save his life and like save the day um but he could have made more (laughs) there's a reason that wakanda's value he could bring more peace if he made more vibranium i don't know so he would have way more i think he would definitely if he did do it he would definitely have way more advanced technology because we get like a new Iron Man suit in this movie or we mm. get like a couple more. I feel like mm-hmm. we get like all the holograms and like the projection mapping of things and Jarvis scan this thing and make it this. And then he's blown things up and he goes flick, flick, flick and flicks the bushes and the trees off the map. You know, like that's cool. We still don't have you know technology specific to that i forgot i had a behind the arc reactor for that so there were tech companies after the first iron man movie calling the iron man you know company not but i'm talking about the people who made iron man yeah and they were like it's uncanny the amount of things that you had in this movie that we were already developing for video game purposes so they were they had to like step it up for this movie like right i know we don't have a lot of that but like it's kind of like if you go to germany and you see they they appear more my a couple of my friends who are in the military and they were deployed there they said um, not deployed but you know they were stationed there they said it seems like they have a higher level of technology development than we do except they don't theirs is just easily more accessible than ours right right so there's a lot of technology that's out there that we just don't have access to like i'm sure if yeah. we went in the CIA or the NSA headquarters it would be different I don't know. Yeah. Like I could definitely see him putting more vibranium in another suit or um, just finding more ways for that to power his helicopter. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Or his car or his house (laughs) or his. Whatever um, shiny toy that he has that week. I feel like it would make it easier to make like clean energy if they had enough of that stuff. I mean, you see how resilient Tony is to give up the suits to the, to the military for for them to use for war and how he he wants to keep everything yeah he's resisting yeah no i i feel like based on your question i think i don't think he if i was to play along if he was to make more of it i think he'd be scared to because he saw what other people could do with arc reactors Mm -hmm. you know throughout this movie you know we have ivan who you know makes the the whips and everything powered by it um 
kind of what Alyssa just mentioned, you know, about clean energy, maybe he might have, you know, sold that off to the government. Andrew mentioned that. <laughs> oh, sorry, Andrew, whoever did. Uh, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> I feel like he made this element by mistake. I don't think he had a total, I know he was planning on making it, but I don't think right. he was expecting the result. Hmm. Okay. I'll take that. So I think it kind of happened by mistake, but <laughs> he was drunk. He was a mad I also scientist. have no idea how he did that. <laughs> I don't think he no. has any idea how he did that. Like, and like he used a laser and like used light and like used set it up and like used what was that glass or like a prism crystals, or something like that yeah. crystals. And then he like, I guess like if he had the formula of the atomic you know ness of what it looks like see i don't even i don't know enough about science i guess if he had the atomic formula and Kaiba. i i have no Kaiba. idea kaibar 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 crystal i don't exactly. know we need to have like some biological bioengineer person come and explain that nope. no also can we appreciate he destroyed the foundation of his house while doing this and all he oh says is oops I mean, he, no, did he, he had already trashed that yeah, whole house. Say, he did that two days earlier in the fight. He, he did it in the house, first movie, and then he was like, you know what? Mm, I don't like this wall. Let me just. Literally using over. a laser to destroy his fuse box. I mean, Alyssa and I can appreciate this because we're, we're newly homeowners. But I mean, you it just bothered half your house. It bothered me too. <laughs> but he's also a multi, multi billionaire. With, yeah, you know, with a B, he can afford it yeah. just fine. Yeah, like so. I'm sure he leaves his air conditioning on all the time. And I leave my house and I'm like, 80 degrees, bye. <laughs> you like, I feel that. Like, Is that a light on upstairs? <laughs> you go check. Yeah, I came home yesterday after I had left the house all day and it was 75. And I was like, no, I left the air on all day. Poor no, people. $3 out of my pocket. Yes, oh, not, not $3 in June. I don't think so. No. No shot. Oh boy. Those were those were fun what ifs. <laughs> All righty. I'm gonna bring up bring us up to one of our last uh segments. Um, it's our best and worst. So for me, one of the best things was that Rhodey finally gets in the suit because in the first movie he's like, next time, baby. Yeah. And then of course it's a different actor, so he actually doesn't get to go in a suit, sad face. Um, but it is Don Cheadle. And he is War Machine, and his suit is awesome with all the extra guns and whatnot. Yeah, um, all the hammer stuff that doesn't work. Right. <laughs> the ex-wife. I could, yeah, that was. I call funny. it the ex-wife. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, as as every Marvel movie, the humor is pretty great. Um, Pepper's a better CEO than he is. I'm just reading off the bullets. That Not I have. by much, but yes, I do well, she agree. Was only with there you. a week, but. Um, and then Black she Widow. was sober. So. <laughs> She was what? She was sober, so she had that going for her. Well, yeah. Um, she was also not dying, but... Yeah. And then uh, Black Widow's intro, just this entire movie was basically her, like, coming out party a little bit. Um, yeah. Not coming out, coming no. out. No, we got you. Um, okay, just we, know we got you. Um, and, but, you gotta, and you gotta was, specify during Pride Month, that's that's fair. what That's what I was trying to say without, like, saying it. I'm like, can no, I say you're this good. not rudely? Um, yes, that's not rude. We okay. know what you mean. And I mean, just like she was kicking butt and it's, I, I wonder how early in the movie they were going to have her kick butt. And then like, she just takes down happy in her first scene and they're like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then happy again, we talked about randomly has speaking lines and he's pretty funny in this movie. He's like, so funny. He's, he's boxing with Iron Man and then Iron Man like throws a punch. He goes, Ow, 
what was that? It's called mixed martial arts. It's called dirty boxing is what it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like, good. don't, don't give me that crap. That was really good. So that was, uh, that was the best for me. And then the worst, um, I didn't feel like there was enough action. And a few articles I read agreed with me. Um, creating an element in half an hour, or I should say <laughs> half an hour afternoon is very far-fetched. And then the villains were just kind of okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Like they, totally they, had, they had things that went for them. It was great. I liked, you know, the fact that Ivan was kind of like this, like X kind of, it kind of meant to me, like he was in the Bratva, the Russian mafia. He had oh all those God. tattoos. I think he had a Bratva tattoo actually. Um, but he was also like a genius with a grudge. And then yeah, that actor actually <laughs> went to a Russian prison mm-hmm. to like study and like looked at tattoos and stuff. And he's, he's a good actor. And then yeah. Sam Rockwell, who is, um, who's uh what's it called um hammer tech you know justin hammer he he's a great actor oh he's so funny he was funny in this movie just you know he wasn't he was just an overzealous over you know tried to overachieve iron man and it didn't work they were just again there was a lot in this movie so i think they were just kind of okay but um that's that's about it for me what about you Alyssa? Yeah, I think Sam Rockwell was really funny. Um, my best was Black Widow. Um, she is and always has been one of my favorite women in the MCU. Um, and that was kind of like my first formal introduction in 2012 when I saw Avengers. I hadn't really been into the MCU prior and like immediately went out and bought a black widow costume and was black widow for halloween because <laughs> i had red hair so like yes. immediately i was like i have to be her um and i like went to the dollar tree and got like water guns and spray painted them black and i had like pistols and everything and i had boots i had the whole thing and i won the costume contest that year Heck yeah, so that was cool but um i will say like her hair was a problem for me it was super distracting like it was a thousand percent a wig I think it had to be or extensions <laughs> or something because like in one scene she's she looks like Natalie like she looks like a regular human being and then in the next scene as Natasha she has this like luscious curly, curly. red hair that's flying all over the place that does look cool for the action sequence like don't get me wrong it looked more brown just, when she was Natalie like it, it could randomly it did, turn into yeah red. it was yeah. that was a problem too but like that's how you can tell they just like dyed her hair like a like a more like auburn for the Mm -hmm. movie she was more of like a brunette red Mm -hmm. um and then for like you know the scenes with these extensions or wig or whatever i didn't look into it i should have but i just had a problem with it i think it was really distracting because i was like her hair has not been this curly the whole movie and like i get that she was undercover but like straightening your hair does not make you i mean this is like hannah montana all over again yeah wearing a blonde (laughs) wig like we know it's you like stop um so anyway which movie do you like her, her hair, hair best but which movie do you like her hair best i mean i oh God, i loved so it in winter soldier question. it was kind of like she, longer and straighter and winter soldier i liked she it pulls all of them off is she the does. problem like mm-hmm. she looks good blonde she looks good with the darker hair but i just like i am just a, a lover of like the classic look so mm-hmm. my mind just instantly goes to like 2012 when she is black widow and she's in that suit and like not undercover kind of thing right. okay. but that's also because i feel like because i was her for halloween and i came in and nobody had seen me with red hair yet 
And um, my, it was my uncle's Halloween party and he opened the door and he's like, oh, hi, who are you here with? And I was like, I'm your niece. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> he was like, I didn't recognize you. So that was like, that's probably why I won. Um, and I had dyed my hair. So there was that. But anyway, we love Black Widow. Um, mm. The music was great. Crazy on you with like the whips going, like was great. A lot of classic rock. Um, the portable suit of like the football, quote that unquote, awesome. right? Pass me the ball. That was really great. Um, and then the suit within the suit. So like he comes out of the Iron Man suit and he's in the tux. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I think, Andrew, you already said this. The comedy was really great. Like Nick Fury goes, I got my eye on you. And <laughs> I like got peed my pants. That was so funny. Um, Rhodey says, get a roof. That was cute. Um, the secretary of, of uh, whatever says, yeah, oops, a little prick. Like that was, that was great. And then anytime Hammer said, Anthony, I died. I lost it. It was so funny. Anthony, what are you oh, doing here? Oh, my least here? favorite person on the planet. Hey. So good. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I did like the action at, at points. Mm -hmm. The car chase scene definitely that, had that me awesome. on the edge of my seat. It was really good. It was really cool. The action and they like had. Like Happy was drove great. on yeah. the track and stuff. That was cool. Um, the worst whiplash as a villain, like it just wasn't scary to me. Like, yeah, it just wasn't like, ooh, I'm quivering in my boots. Like it just wasn't doing it for me. Um, I he think was more, it was like, more. I think it was more menacing for Tony that someone else discovered the technology. Yeah, sure. he, that he had the tech, yeah. especially and like a just, day after he said nobody has it. Yeah, he was just more of like a disgusting human being. Like in the beginning scenes before he was even revealed to be like a villain, his fingernails like made me want to throw up. <laughs> like, please just go back and look at a still of his hands because like his fingernails are like bulging. They're just huge, like he has big fingers and they were all dirty. And I was just like, yeah, no, no, not like, I, they're both looking at their hands. For yeah. Those now we're self-conscious about them. our fingernails. Um, no, it just like freaked me out. It was just really creepy and gross. So and the gold very, teeth and yeah, I mean like that's part of the aesthetic. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be grimy and stuff, but like the mm -hmm. nails just really just go look, you'll see. I'll, I'll show he you. So, he sold it too well with the nails. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, and then, like, the car chase was cool, but the whole, like, my race car is faster than your race car, like, you know, manly, like, competition was not cute to me. Yeah. Um, that was annoying. And then just, um, I we felt got bad for the driver he kicked out. He's like, I'm going to take this. He's like, what? I thought that was funny. Like, you have to expect that. If, oh, if it was Tony, funny. Tony is I your sponsor. Um, and then we got like more diverse hatred in this movie. We got some shade towards North Korea, which I can get on board with. So I was like, okay, we're branching out. We're not just discriminating against the Middle East. Like, mm, okay. Discrimination for all. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then of course, like the sexism in this movie wasn't as bad as the first one. It was still there though. It was still there, but it was better in a way. <laughs> However, like I'm not getting on a soapbox for this one. There were just a lot of examples. I think- Tony Stark in this movie movie gives me very much um, Barney Stinson vibes. Like, can anybody just see that? You know what I mean? Like, he's got all of these, like, scantily clad cheerleader dancer women behind him, which, like, I get it. It's an expo. It's a show. And, like, yes, Iron Man had them, but, like, they weren't naked. These women were, like, literally naked as Iron Man. And I'm like, why? Why do I need to see her belly button? Like, why? This, why? <laughs> um 
Pepper, just not qualified to be a CEO. Sorry, you've been working as his secretary. He, she, I looked it up. She was his secretary for six months. We get, you know, she's probably been there longer, but you've been, you've been a secretary for the past six months. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, just because I've made out with you once at a work event, I'd like you to run my company. I trust you explicitly. You have no experience. We don't know your credentials, your resume, if you went to college. I think she was his assistant for years before the first movie. And then it's been six months since Iron Man 1 to 2. Sure, but we're also not getting any growth in in those six months other than her installing a thing, arc reactor once or whatever. That's fair. That's Um, fair. Not our art collection. I was like, ew, can you pick if you're with her or not? Like, I, I hate your face. Um, and then um, Daddy's Home, I wanted to kill myself. I w- I audibly went, Ugh, when he said, said that. that. Didn't he say that at one point? I'm pretty sure. He I might have said, oh, did he say that's his machines or whatever? I think something. I think he, he said, said it's like I his machines even, when he got to I, the workshop. I blocked something. it out of my memory because it was so gross. I was like, ew, please don't ever call yourself daddy. Um, and then like he kissed her at the end, which was supposed to be like, oh, so cute. But it was like, let me argue and like not talk about my feelings at all because I'm a man who's insecure about my feelings. So let me just kiss you instead. The end. Not a fan of that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. fair. <laughs> that's fair. It was a smaller no. soapbox. I'm putting it away. You know, thank you for not going on a 20 minute tangent this time. That was, I got it out great. the first time. She's, I got it out the first time. She's entitled to her opinions, Wyatt. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, my best is that I love that we actually get a decent sequel. A lot of times, sequels in any genre suck. <laughs> this wasn't that bad. It this wasn't could've... that bad, but I don't think that should be the. The marker by which we judge things being good. Hold on. "Eh." Alyssa did did not like the last Iron Man movie. Are you trying to tell us you like this one even less? Than the first Um, one? Or her? I'm asking her if she likes this Iron Man movie. uh, If she likes this one worse than the previous one. I think I like this one more. Than the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that. It gets very mixed reviews on the internet. Some people say I it's saw. the worst Marvel movie ever. Some people have said it's one of the best. I'm like, some people. Like, I'm like, how are? I'm like, are people? I know people have different opinions and different things that make a good movie for them. But like, I don't understand how it could be this divisive. But it is what it is. Anyway, you were saying why? No, um, I mean we can we can dog sequels. You know, let me use uh, Fast and Furious for an example. <laughs> Sorry, you know okay. they just they just released the ninth movie. They're up to nine. They just released the ninth movie over in somewhere in Asia, Japan or China. I don't know. I haven't seen the the Hobbs and Shaw one. I don't even remember if I saw the seventh one. Um, you know, the first the first movie was the best by far, and they kind of just started to get worse and worse as the, as they go on. Yes, Alyssa. I have never <laughs> seen a Fast and Furious movie. That's fine. Um, I will say that they, they the characters <laughs> they bring in in the later movies are better than some of the side characters from the first movie. That's fine. Okay, listen, I'll let me put that. it in, in, in the list of terms. Toy Story. Yeah. What's the best one? Three. What? What do you mean, what? What do you mean, what? If three <laughs> is the best one. I knew that this was not going to go the way that Wyatt did. I sh- I wish I could have stopped time and pop popcorn because I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, he doesn't. Sorry. Uh, 
if is your is your answer two because i will also accept two no the first one's the best oh one. no honey no oh sweetie no <laughs> anyway you're so... telling me sorry what no i liked the fourth <laughs> one too i liked them all yeah the fourth one was it was cute it wasn't the best but it was no, it's but it was there. cute yeah i would say three two four one that's my order wow that's wow my okay seriously Okay, it's a that... good movie, but it's not like uh, I don't know. It's just not my favorite one. Okay, that that uh, analogy backfired. So, <laughs> have you ah. met me, Phantom uh, Menace? Hello. Uh, yeah, I know. But I this movie could have been worse. Obviously, when we get to Iron Man three, it completely takes a nosedive um, as to where it could have gone. I believe that's because Favreau didn't direct it. That's kind of my. Who was my the opinion. director again? Let's not Favreau. That's all I know. I'll look hmm. for it. Um, but we can get to our beefs of Iron Man 3 once we get there. <laughs> are we um, having a guest for Iron Man 3? We are. We are. Oh. Um, my worst, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but the Vibranium plot, a.k.a. Howard's hints. <laughs> um, it was know, a this- little too easy, the breadcrumb trail. It was too easy, and how did Howard know that Tony would be in this situation? Uh, because <laughs> the way I the way I figured it is like he's his dad. Well, not well, not even just that. He said he was limited by the technology of his day, but you know he he was in the technology world. He's in literally that industry, so he could kind of see where it's going in the future. Like he just knows it won't be during his time. So that's like because. People, I don't know how to describe it. People in the tech world kind of know what the shape of things are going to look like yeah. in the future. They just know they can't do it now. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, like, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I he said know. he he was limited by by the by the mm-hmm. technology of his day. Yeah, I get that. But how would you? I'm trying to put myself in Howard in Howard's shoes and his in his head. How would you know that Tony, you know, as thirty whatever year old he is at this point. I think I would, we uh, got 40, foreshadowing in that scene when little Tony was like messing with the map and like not listening and being that like defiant child and making a mess. It's like he as a parent probably wasn't there enough because mm-hmm. he's like running a company and he's like, Maria, blah, 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 come get your son. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like even then he knew Tony's personality and like, Maybe there's more to unpack there in their family story that we don't know or we're not privy to. That's maybe more in the comics or something where he kind of knew like there was probably going to be trouble ahead just in general, knowing his personality, but also being in the spotlight that much and that much as a child can, I mean, we've seen that ruin many, many a Disney channel star's life. So (laughs) Lindsay Lohan, all of it. But yeah, well, that's yeah that's a great example um well i mean in the first movie they talked about at age four he built like his first circuit board yeah right right and by age six he built his first uh, six it was his first supercomputer so at that point howard's gonna be like all right this kid's way smarter than i am or you know this four-year-olds can't even color within the lines so like the Uh, fact that he could make a circuit board like that's you know what i mean are you trying to say I mean, incredible or unrealistic? Because that does happen on occasion. No, I'm okay. I'm saying incredible. Like yeah. obviously, it's a movie. It's fantasy. I'm not, you know. 
um yeah privy to it but yeah i mean there are like four and six year olds that are like at a high school level i don't know who these kids are and why that couldn't be me no I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that exists i mean i mean they, we ha- you have 15 year olds who graduate mit it just you know there aren't many so I, th- I think at just that age he knew how smart his son was going to be and he kind of just knew that eventually technology would catch up so that he could do this right, right. as far as how you create an element or like in bringing it into reality. I don't understand that, but right. and, not for me to understand. And <laughs> yes. the fact that he left the plot in his experimental city, his whatever. Yeah. He did. He, he, why didn't he just say, Hey, I, I know he like wrote the future is here, but like, what if he never read that? What if he yeah. never, like, he didn't just say, Hey, you know, that thing that I have, that's uh like, that's a layout for the, uh, and the atomic if, makeup of vibranium. Why wouldn't you and, just say that? And what if Pepper would have trashed that? Like she was planning to, I mean, like, like Alyssa, men are terrible day. at picking up hints. Like he literally just left hints. Why would you do that? Especially from man to man, you know, that don't work. Oh. Tell oh, us boy. exactly how it is, please. That's fair. We're making assumptions. We're making broad statements, but we're making okay. broad statements. We're overgeneralizing about, about men that are accurate. Let's generalize about men. Anybody? Just me. Just, just you. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What it's a song. About. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, by the way, the director was Shane Black, uh, who okay. also directed Predator in 2018. Hmm. So let's go to alter egos. So. Who could we pick for you guys? I had to pick different people, you know, because I'm like, I picked two great characters in the last movie, but I'm like, I feel like that's cheating to just pick the same two again and be like, yeah, it's these people. So for Wyatt, I picked Happy. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. Love Happy. Is that like a happy what or like a sad what? Surprised. <laughs> a surprised what. what? Yeah, I just said like um, can kick ass, but like doing it to protect people. Okay. And I also think he's very funny and like he compliments Iron Man very well. So like if I'm not going to say Iron Man, I feel like that's the case. And I'm not going to say Nick Fury again because I've said that before. <laughs> that I feel like it has that to much. be. I feel like it has to be happy because he has those one-liners. Um, and I did get like very much that same vibe when happy was like, get in the car <laughs> to the girls. And the girls were like, no. And he's like, get in the car right now. And they were like, okay. <laughs> then they got in the car. Are you saying like, that's what like you and Laura are going to be like yes, next weekend? Okay. <laughs> absolutely. After we do shots, absolutely. You're going to be a little tipsy. Get in the car. No. Oh, no. girls get in the car okay right, get in the car take us to twisty treat okay next bar and, and you would go. totally be running next over bar. a bad guy like that yeah. how he was like running over ivan he's like ah, ah. he's trying to get the, <laughs> yes. the case out he's like and there's like drive the car <laughs> were you trying to hit him or me because i can't yeah. tell right <laughs> yeah so that's that's what I went with. And then I, I do agree with what you said last time, Andrew. So I said Rhodey in this movie because fights his best friend only when necessary and will call people out on their shit, tries to do the right thing, but can be manipulated because of it. <laughs> oh, 
uh, just kind of how roadie yes. was like, he was yeah. like, Oh, I have to do what's right. And like, give this equipment to the military. And then the military was like, ha ha sucker. We're giving it jokes on you. We go and control your ass with a remote and fly you all over the place. <laughs> I so think you're I, both not happy with my picks, but no, what, I am what can I do? What can I, I do? I was, so I thought you were going to call me happy because I like to drive. That's kind of, I mean, more, sure. I that's kind of implied though. Like, Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to piggyback off yours, Alyssa, because I also had Andrew as roadie. Yes. I'm very um, pleased. You know, a lot, a lot, kind of what, what I said last week, you're along for the ride no matter what. And uh, you keep close friends in check. We both said the same thing. Yes. No, that's nice. Um, Alyssa, we actually had some more options for you for this movie. <laughs> you also some didn't more. pick one for herself, though. Oh yeah, sorry. I mean, it's obvious. It's it's Natalie. Oh heck yeah. Oh heck yeah. That's for the reasons I, I, I stated. <laughs> I picked you as Black Widow as mm, well. Yeah. Um, I put looks can be deceiving because mm. she was very deceiving in the beginning of the movie. Mm. Uh, you could kick anyone's ass. Mm. I could try. And my final point: redhead. Mm. Nice. <laughs> can I add one point? Yes. Sure. Bilingual. <laughs> yeah. Well. Are you as bilingual as she is, though? No, I'm not. But she definitely (laughs) whipped out some Latin when it was needed. She's multilingual. You are definitely bilingual, though. Yeah, yeah. You're a fluent bilingual. See. So. (laughs) (laughs) Si, senor. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll piggyback off of that. Um, Did you pick one for yourself, Wyatt? No. I can't (laughs) want to see what... The way that you okay. just said that, why are you being so weird? I think I know why, but anyway. Uh-oh, because he so picked Iron Man. For for Alyssa, I would definitely pick Black Widow, especially um, especially one of the lines <laughs> that really had it for me was she was just like, I'm surprised you can keep your mouth shut. And uh, she's like, you can either let yourself out or I'll have you collected. So if, like, if you're pissed off at somebody, you're going to give them that attitude. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Yep, steer um, clear. And like she just knew what she was doing like the entire time, so that was really cool. Like, and she like walks in, and all of a sudden she's like great with the yeah. Computer. She was like, like, well, okay, decoding shit, and I mean, move out of the way. And the guy was like, no, and she was like, who do you work for? And I was like, yes. <laughs> she tried to tell Happy to stay in the car. He's like, okay, and then snuck in anyway. Um, so that's that's definitely yep. and it then for she cleaned you. up the entire room. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I got him. She she literally hung a dude from the ceiling, and I was like, This is not a good look. A lot of murder. (laughs) There, none of them are dead, they're all fine. Uh, That one guy was gasping for air, that was a little scary. Yeah, he'll be fine. (laughs) He'll be fine. He just had a cord around his neck. It's fine, no big deal. Um, so for Wyatt, for Wyatt, um. Not to feed his ego, but I would probably oh. pick Iron Man. Boo. Okay. okay. Not to feed his ego. Pick an um, original thought. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, you're more of a tech guy than I am by far. Um, your sense of humor was was kind of the same way. Um, Why not go, Justin go-tee. Hammer then? Anthony! Because <laughs> he's not Justin Hammer. No, he's not. <laughs> and and you're welcome for me saying that. <laughs> just remember, she wanted to call Why you Justin like, Hammer just now. I'm just saying, I could see it. You want to be Justin Hammer? Is that who you pick for yourself? A little bit. Oh ah, there it is. That's it. I'm done. There I'm it is. <laughs> I also picked like a mix between Rhodey and Iron Man for me. Um, like, because sometimes 
like especially at the end of this movie he's like i think i did okay and like pepper's freaking out like sometimes <laughs> i'm like i think i did okay even though i like half screwed up a situation mm-hmm. and i like saved it as best i could i'm like oh look at this mangle little thing so um and then i kind of i agree with what you guys said for uh for roadie for me i'll take that for sure so why do you think you're justin hammer oh boy you like m134 <laughs> i do that doesn't make me justin hammer um I, so what really sold it for me was when he was in the Senate or the courtroom or wherever they were at in DC. And he's kind of like intentionally being a jackass and one-upping Tony in everything that he does mm-hmm. because he has the experience and because he can. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's, he's got the government in, in his pocket because he's, he's a weapons manufacturer, just like Tony. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I see myself more as him than Iron Man. No. But okay. you know, to you know, that's that's your opinion. I'm not gonna change your your opinion. What were your uh, what was your favorite line from Justin Hammer oh in this movie? Mine was I just want to point out that that test pilot survived. <laughs> Me, I oh, didn't yeah, know, when I, he unplugs the TV. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see it, but in the video where you show where, where it shows him testing his, his suit. Mm-hmm. You see the whole top half as a whole 180. Yeah, fl- basically yes. snaps the pilot. That, it, yeah, the the pilot was like paralyzed because he like he's like, all right, give us a little spin around. I and was the like, pilot, oh there's God. no way the pilot was okay. He did. Mm-mm. Well, he's he paralyzed. Could just be paralyzed from the waist down. Oh my! God. I don't know, like that poor my, guy. I just the way he's talking to Ivan the first time when they're in the aircraft hangar, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're in Monaco, and he said he had the ice cream flown in from LA, even though it's Italian, but they're in Italy. I don't know what to say. Like that kind of wittiness and that kind of level of jackassery is kind of what I, I would like you to strive for. Do, yes. do you understand? Do, oh, do I need to get a translator after he spoke for like five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Everything that Tony and I do is a healthy competition. Is he driving? <laughs> or, excuse me. Also, I did not realize Elon Musk was in this movie. All right. A I lot was like, of people forget that. Oh my God. Like before he was like truly famous. I mean, I didn't know I who he was, was in 2010. I really right, didn't know right. who he was till like 2016. So, and I think that's when I yeah. saw it like on the internet. I'm like, oh, I forgot he was in that movie, I guess. He was so young in this as well. Granted, it was 10 years, 10 years ago. 11. This mo- 11 years this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And what, what was his line? You know, oh, Tony, I have an idea for electric. Uh, airplane or helicopter or yes, something like that. Yes, yes. funny. Electric plane. I'm like, sure, sure enough, he's pretty much taken over, you know, the SpaceX and all that. flying well, people to Mars, he, right. He, he is SpaceX. Right. Yeah. And Tesla and everything else he's, oh he's doing. Guys, you're too young to understand this right now, so I thought I would put it on film for you. I built this for you. And someday you'll realize that it represents a whole lot more than people's inventions. It represents my life work. This is the key to the future. I'm limited by the technology of my time, but one day you'll figure this out. And when you do, you'll change the world. What is and always will be my greatest creation is our podcast. So thanks for listening. Oh gosh, that was almost my intro quote. (laughs) I had a feeling that's what I was like. Have you seen the meme where he changed? They changed the last line. What is and has always been my greatest creation. And then like Tony's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, is Steve Rogers? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
that is what my dad would do to me for sure. That is so funny. Or except it's, 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 instead of saying Steve, he would say your brother Brian. Brian. Oh, right, uh, for right. sure. No, we do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think our next MCU rewatch is going to be The Hulk, right? So, Green Machine, yes. <laughs> Green Machine. And I just went on the ride at Universal like a month ago, so I feel like I'm, I'm ready. I'm just <laughs> ready to go. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.